Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let me be honest, y'all. I love freelancing. I love freelancing so much that I created a whole podcast about it. Freelancing has really enabled me to reach heights in my career that I never thought would be possible, to make more money than I ever thought would be possible, to meet so many amazing people. I really love the lifestyle that I live. I kind of get to do whatever I want, more or less, and make my own schedule. There are really so many benefits to becoming a freelancer. I don't even know where to start. But I want to be honest that I don't think it is the right path for every single person. And I don't say that in like a condescending way, like, oh, I'm so much better than you because I figured out how to freelance. I think that there are huge, huge benefits to working full-time, working a more traditional role. And then again, there are definitely benefits to working freelance for the right people. It's all about finding the right fit for you and your life. And something I think is really important when we think about what we wanna do for the rest of our lives is what kind of life do you want to live? It's not just about work. Work is just a tool that helps us build better lives for ourselves. So really think about like what kind of lifestyle do you want to lead and not just like what sounds cool or what everybody is pressuring them into doing or whatever. So if you are thinking about becoming a freelancer, if you're currently a freelancer and you're thinking like, I don't know why I'm just not seeing the success that I'm looking for. What am I doing wrong? I want you to stay tuned. We're going to talk about five questions that you should ask yourself to determine whether freelancing is going to be a good fit for you or not. First question, am I self-disciplined? Now, self-discipline is something that can definitely be built up, I think. You know, I think I'm pretty naturally self-disciplined, but I can also be a procrastinator. Like I will always get things done. It's just, I might be working till 6 a.m. that morning to actually complete it. You know, I'm flashing back to college papers and things like that. But you know, for clients, you obviously have to get projects in on time. And when you say you're gonna get them done, so that's pretty obvious, but you know, money motivates a lot of people. So I think that one is a little easier for people to figure out if you know you turn in this website design and the client's going to pay you for it and you need money, like it's pretty easy to motivate yourself to actually get it done. But where I think a lot of people struggle is those non-billable hours. Non-billable hours are those activities that like don't really have a price associated with them. Nobody is asking you to do them. There are things like marketing, like business development, like admin stuff, like paying your taxes. You know, these things, you don't get paid a paycheck for posting about your business on LinkedIn or recording a YouTube video or an Instagram reel about your business or cold calling somebody or cold emailing somebody like you don't get a paycheck for that. And a lot of times you don't see an immediate return. Sometimes you may even never see a return for some of these activities, but they are so incredibly important to do. So something that I've kind of been able to do to sort of hack my brain about these things is assign a value to these different activities. It may not be a dollar amount, but it might be like, okay, creating a YouTube video, I get five gold stars today. I mean, I know that sounds very elementary, but whatever you need to do to like 
check it off your list and to make it feel productive can really be helpful. Another thing that I found to be really helpful when it comes to non-billable hours in particular is working with other people. So I'm a part of different mastermind groups and co-working groups. I have the Freelance Friday Club where you can meet masterminds and co-working groups to help hold you accountable and to just like keep those things top of mind. Because I'll be honest, this is probably the thing that most business owners or freelancers put to the side you know, is marketing themselves, investing in themselves, working on their business, not just right in the business with their clients. The second question I want you to ask yourself is, can I stay calm under pressure? Freelancing is the best job I've ever had, but also like the most anxiety inducing job I've ever had at the same time. And I've worked a lot of jobs. I've worked in food service. I've worked in retail. Obviously there are, you know, more stressful jobs. I fully understand that, but there are so many unknowns, you know, we'll talk about income in a second, but that's definitely one. Like, I don't know, am I going to get paid today? Am I going to get paid in a month? Like, you know, how's this all going to work out? But even just things with clients, for example, I mean, I've had clients say very mean things to me. And if I was working in a retail job or in a corporate office job, like I used to, I would have went to a manager, would have went to HR. I would have went somewhere and said, hi, this person's being like really mean. What do I do? As a freelancer, you don't have that option. You are HR. You are the manager. You are customer service. You are all of these different departments and you're gonna deal with some stuff that you don't really know how to deal with. I have said it before and I'll say it again. If you've never worked a customer service job, I think it's really important that you have that experience. I mean, I think that's just life experience in general. It's going to do you well, no matter what you do in your career, but having some customer service experience before you become a freelancer, as you're becoming a freelancer, I think is very valuable because that is a big part of what I do. I have to deal with uh, clients that, you know, have questions about things. Maybe they're not even like super mad at me, but I just need to speak in a calm way. I need to know how to listen. I need to know how to ease concerns, all of these things. And if you get really flustered and stressed out by people, you know, complaining or people asking too many questions or whatever, it's gonna be challenging for you to be really successful at this job. Um, again, it's something that you can work at. If you know this is a weak spot for you, get a customer service job or you know at least research this stuff. And also just practicing like mindfulness. I know that maybe sounds a little bit silly, but I definitely try to get in the right headspace before different activities. If I'm gonna have a client call, I wanna be really calm. I wanna have a really slow morning routine where I like do all the things that I love. I get ready in a way that makes me feel really confident and I can really show up as my best self. These little things, these little practices can really help you, you know, stay calm under pressure and just feel really good about yourself, which definitely reflects back to your clients or your audience or whoever it is that you're talking to. Next question, am I comfortable with variable income? You hear all the time, hey, this person's a six-figure freelancer or seven-figure freelancer, right? Well, a six-figure freelancer can mean anything from $100,000 to $999,000. I mean, that is a huge difference in lifestyle and income and, you know, security and all of these things. Those are two very different numbers. And the other thing that people don't tell you about this is you can have, you know, a little roller coaster back and forth between those numbers. And you can, of course, make a lot less than that and more than that. So there are so many variables to how much money you are going to make. And while it is possible to make a lot of money as a freelancer, 
there is a lot that people don't talk about. People don't talk about those months that were really, really bad and they thought they were gonna lose everything. People don't talk about when they made you know, $900,000 one year and then the next year they made 200,000 and they felt like a complete loser. Even though they're not, that's still a good income, but kind of that ego hit of doing so, so well and then catapulting down and you're wondering what's wrong with me. These things all happen. They definitely, definitely happen. So one of the best things that I can advise for you to get comfortable with variable income is to save a healthy emergency fund. If you are not a saver, freelancing might be a hard one for you. I've always naturally been a saver. I've just like never been a super spendy type of person. I mean, let's be real. It's probably like a trauma response, but anyway, it's served me well as a freelancer. I'm not out spending all my money. I'm saving it so that if a rainy day comes, you know, hint, hint, if there's a recession or if, you know, something happens in the world, all these things, I don't need to instantly panic and be like, what am I going to do if people stop spending money with me? I can get through that storm and at least have enough time to pivot into something different if I need to. So make sure that you plan for that. And also, again, just make sure that your lifestyle, I think it's really important for freelancers to sort of live below their means. There's like a lot of things in life that would be nice to have. Like, you don't know how badly I wanna buy that electric Mustang. I'm gonna be honest, it is just calling my name. Like, I don't need it. I just don't need it. I can't justify it. I could but I don't need it. And I think having that mindset as somebody who works for yourself um, is gonna do you very, very well. But also like treat yourself, don't get me wrong. Like there's definitely things I, I treat myself to and I might buy that electric Mustang at some point. Uh, I just need to have like a really good launch or something to justify it. The fourth question I want you to ask yourself is do I enjoy interacting with people? I feel like a lot of introverts are drawn to becoming freelancers. I am an introvert and it's like we get to do a lot of our work alone, you know? We get to like sit in our little like cozy dens that we love to be in as introverts and, you know, just like do our own stuff, send our work off and, you know, communicate mostly via email. We don't really have to interact with people all that much. So we tend to be really drawn to freelancing and that's great. And I do think it is a great career path for an introvert, especially if you're self-disciplined and self-motivated. However, human connection is still extremely important in freelancing and it can really help you level up if you will if you are a good communicator if you are good at connecting with people that can be the thing that makes me hire you over the next freelancer is if like you talk to me <laughs> i mean when i first started freelancing i'm gonna be honest i used to kind of like hide from my clients like i'd be like okay i'm just gonna do the work they seem happy i don't want to meet with them any more than i need to i don't want to like have to talk to people more than i have to it's just not my thing. But I always say, you know, clients are going to be much less likely to get rid of you if they can put a face to the name, if they have some type of relationship and connection with you. And it shouldn't be like out of desperation either. I mean, you can just fix problems that you didn't know were there by having a monthly meeting on the calendar or just being personable. Again, like I've met so many amazing people as a freelancer and a lot of them have been my clients. Like I've made, you know, business connections and friendships with these people. So it is important that you have the ability to communicate with people. And this isn't just for clients either. Again, if you decide to expand your team, you're gonna need to then step into a management role and a hiring role where you are hiring people, training people, 
addressing issues that come up, giving feedback, things like that. You're going to need to be comfortable selling and pitching your services to people and showing up and being confident about what you have to offer. These are things that are not traditionally like very introverted skills. And again, they're like muscles that can be built. I was terrible at selling, or at least I thought I was when I first started, I was like, I'm never going to sell. I'm just going to hire somebody to do this for me or wait for people to come to me. But honestly, I realized like selling is one of my number one strengths. It really is. I'm really good at it. And, um, I actually really like it. So just force yourself to do it, get out of your comfort zone. I always tell people get 10 no's. If you get 10 no's, One, your skin will be built up so thick that they're just going to roll off of you, the nose, the next ones. And two, chances are if you get 10 no's, you're probably at least going to get one yes or one maybe or one like call me in a month. (laughs) The last question that you should ask yourself is, am I hungry? Am I hungry for success? And like, listen, I'm not trying to be all like, you know, I don't know, entrepreneur bro or whatever on you here. But yeah, you know, when I first started freelancing, like I didn't have anyone taking care of me. You know, I basically had to be successful, especially when I quit my job. I told myself like, this has to work. It has to work by this date or else I'm going back into the job market and finding a new job because what was I going to fall back on? Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have an option. And so you have to be real with yourself about your limits. Again, like put a time limit on things. If you don't make X dollars by X date, be real with yourself and get a new job if you need to. But chances are, if you are hungry enough, and I'm not saying weird things can't happen and it's all your fault if you don't do that, right? There's a lot of variables to things. But if you are truly, truly hungry enough for it, you'll probably make it work. I sacrifice a lot. Every freelancer you'll meet, I'm sure, can tell you about the things that they have sacrificed. Um, There was this article, I hope I can find it. I'll link it below if I can find it. I read it years ago, but she said like, pick, pick three of these big areas of life that you can prioritize, you know, friendships, relationships, health, um, work, sleep. I don't know what the other ones were, but I believe that. And I know that we hear from like mindset people all the time, like you can have it all and you can. I do genuinely believe that you can, but in the beginning, in that building phase, are you gonna have it all? Are you gonna have good quality sleep, the best friendships ever, the best relationships ever, a family that, you know, you have family dinners with every single night and you're gonna work out? Like, no, that's just not realistic. You know, building a business, I really believe, is like raising something, a dog, a baby, a plant. I don't know. You know, you have to really nurture it and give it love and attention and a lot of time and prioritize that for a little bit of time. And then you can kind of move on and go hands off as it's kind of running and you're able to maybe hire people to run some of the business for you. You have a good client base, you have referrals coming in, that kind of thing. But in the beginning, yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. I mean, I didn't have any friends basically at all when I was first really going hard with the business. I barely paid attention to the relationship that I was in. Um, you know, I wasn't sleeping very much at all. I was sleeping like five hours a night. And those people that cared about me understood where I was at and they they respected that and they didn't push me too hard. Another thing that I sacrificed was entertainment. I completely stopped watching TV. That was one of the first things. And I think it's one of the easiest things to do. If you're like, I wanna work on my business, 
I just don't have time. I'm telling you, stop watching TV. I didn't watch any TV for like two years, except for like occasionally the news and occasionally like a special, like the Oscars or the Grammys or something like that. I didn't watch any regular shows because if you think about it, if you're watching one show a week, that's one hour every week. Think about what you could do for your business with one hour. If you watch three shows, that's three hours and so on and so forth. I mean, if you watch the news every day, that's an hour just with that every single day, you know, that's five hours a week. So I do think you have to be hungry for it. You have to be willing to sacrifice some things if you really want it. Again, you can have it all or at least a lot. You can have, you know, some semblance of balance. I'm getting there. Um, and I feel like I'm in a really good place, actually. So it's definitely not easy. I think any self-employed person will not tell you it's easy. The coaches out there who say it like happens like this. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to say they're lying. Maybe they're just like extremely lucky. Maybe I am just not that smart. I don't know, but it was not like this for me. It definitely required a lot of sacrifice and a lot of really wanting it and really working hard for it. Okay. So I hope this episode was helpful. Let me know in the comments if there's anything that you wish you would have known before you started freelancing. And if you are new to this world, let me know if you have any questions, if there's any way that I can help you. I have a ton of videos on my channel, a ton of podcasts over on Apple podcasts and Spotify that'll help you out. But let me know if you have questions as well. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.